We pray beginning at verse 5 and going through verse 20. Hear the word of God. Now I'm going to him who sent me, yet none of you asked me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment, in regard to sin because men do not believe in me, in regard to righteousness because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer, and in regard to judgment because of the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from me what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said, the spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. And because I'm going to the father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking what another, what I meant when I said in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Be seated. Well, you know where we are right now? Uh, yeah, we're in church, I know. We are in what I like to call the in-between week. In between Christmas and New Year's. We build up all year. And when Thanksgiving comes, everybody starts putting up Christmas lights. Well, some of us put them up early this year because what else was there to do being inside all the time? But we put up Christmas lights, we start to sing, hear Christmas songs, we, we get all excited, and we have turkey and Thanksgiving, and then four weeks later we come to Christmas, and then there's that week in between, and we celebrate again because it's a new year, and we make New Year's resolutions, and then we move on. And a lot of times we, don't, we often forget that, you know, even though January 1st we consider it part of the holiday season, it's actually a new year. It's the beginning of a brand new year. If we think about a calendar, like this is January, this is December, we go all the way down, and then we get down to here, and then we jump back up to the top, but it's just one day in between. But this in-between week, a lot of different things can happen. 
clean up the mess from Christmas, finish up all the leftover food. Anybody doing that? Oh, yeah. Yep. But this kind of reminded me, I was thinking about this last night, and that's why I changed the scripture message, um, the scripture reading. God kind of redirected me from what was going to be in Isaiah 58, but he directed me to John 16 because the disciples and what we read this morning, they're kind of in that in-between time. They just spent a lot of time, three and a half years with Jesus, okay? Learning, growing, incredible time. He's going away? Now he's going away. And you will see me again after a little while. And you're like, what do you mean? I mean, if, someone, if I were to say to you, hey, I'm going away, but you'll see me again, you might think, ah, oh, well, he, maybe he's going on a trip, or maybe he's just going to stay at home for a while, or, you know, you wouldn't think that I was going to die, right? But that's what he was talking about. He was going to die and come back. And their grief from him dying would turn into joy for the resurrection. And even then, they really had a little bit of a hard time understanding what was really going on until they, as time went on, they start to understood, understand it a little bit better. And when the day of Pentecost came, that's when they really started to grasp what was going on. But Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit in this in-between time. Now, the Holy Spirit wasn't going to come in this in-between time. It was to come much later. From the time that we read this until the Holy Spirit came, was about 51, 52 days, roughly, okay? From when he said the counselor was coming until the counselor, the Holy Spirit, really came. But in that time, from him saying that until he died on the cross, they're sitting there wondering, what next? What's going on? Their whole world was being turned upside down. Does that sound familiar? Let's go back to March. We hear... The coronavirus is in all these cities. Then we hear, hey, we're going to lock things down for a little bit. Just a couple months, right? Six weeks, I think, is what they said. Then it'll be gone, right? Oh, yeah, right. It'll be gone. Be gone by Easter. Yeah, well, we, well, we're going we're gonna to say that thing's just not going to bother us at all. Here we are, nine months later, still have it. Looking at who knows how many more months. Yeah, the vaccine's out, but... We don't know how long. So our world was turned upside down, just like those disciples. But Jesus had promised them that something greater was coming. And I believe God's telling us something greater is coming. I don't know what it is, but for all I know, it could be something worse. But what he wanted them to do in that in-between time was to rely on everything that he taught them. And that's what God wants us to do right now. From the time that we are at right now until the end of this pandemic, and who knows what will come after that, good or bad, whenever we find our world turned upside down by anything, loss of a job, loss of a family member, anything, He wants us to rely on everything that He has taught us to this point in our lives. So this in-between time between Christmas and New Year's, it's not just a throwaway time where we, we, we're glad we finished up with Christmas and now we're waiting for New Year's. We still need to rely on God. 
the time from the beginning of the pandemic till it ends, we still need to rely on God. Jesus told his disciples that everything that he had been given was going to be given to them. Now, what had he been given? He had been given everything from God the Father, because he and the Father are one, just as he and the Holy Spirit are one. So everything that the Father had given Jesus was given to the Holy Spirit to be given to us. That's pretty amazing. That is really amazing. The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. The authority that Jesus had over evil spirits is in us. That's pretty amazing to, to think about. And unless we fully understand it, we're going to be like those disciples saying, well, what's he talking about? And I, I know that some of you might leave here today and say, what did he talk about? <laughs> I understand that. It's, it's not always easy to understand. And then you can go to a different church and they might explain it in a completely different way too. But the truth is in the Word of God, and the truth is in the Holy Spirit. And if we look to the Word of God, and we look to the Holy Spirit to help us understand the Word of God, the truth can be in us. It's that simple. Yes, it really is that simple. So, if you're looking for something to do in this in-between time, whether it be this week, before New Year's, or even after, and you're waiting for the end of the pandemic, you're waiting for retirement to come, you're waiting for a grandchild to be born, whatever, whenever you find yourself waiting in that in-between time, why not seek God to learn more of His truth? Because when you do, you find yourself getting incredible freedom. I could stand here for a couple hours and give you a testimony of my life of how God has taken me from brokenness to brokenness to healing to be broken and, and, and things that I caused myself, things that other people caused me. But I don't want to bore you with that. But we all have a story like that, don't we? And if you're sitting there saying, well, I don't have a story. Yes, you do. Let God help you find it. And if you're saying, well, my story's boring, not to God, it's not. It's not. Because if you let God be a part of that story, wow. The things that can happen in your life, the joy you can find. That very last verse we read this morning, verse 20, John chapter 16, verse 20, your grief will turn to joy. That's two opposite ends of the spectrum, isn't it? Grief on this side and joy over here. And what's in between? That's us. We're in the in-between. But if we find ourselves over here with grief and we want to be over here with the joy, what's John chapter 16 all about? Holy Spirit. He's the one who will take you from here to here, from grief to joy. Just like Jesus promised the disciples would move from grief to joy, the Holy Spirit would do it. The Holy Spirit can take you where you are right now 
And I don't care what you've done in your life. I don't care how bad you think you've been. I don't care how grievous a sin you've committed. I don't care what it is. God has forgiven it when Jesus died on the cross. Notice I said He has forgiven it. Not will forgive. He has forgiven it when Jesus died on the cross. It's not a matter of will. It's been done. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Your sins are forgiven. Now, let the Holy Spirit take you and help you realize that and move you over to joy. And then you, when you know joy that the Holy Spirit brings, your life will change. And here's the great thing. It's available to all of us. Every single person in here today or watching on Facebook, it is available to all of us. And it's so easy to get. It's so easy to get. Because God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. It's that simple. God didn't want to make it difficult. He didn't say, here you have to pray this many times a day. You have to eat this certain kind of food. You have to do this and that. Now, He gave us rules to live by, but that's for our living, not for our salvation. Okay? There's a difference there. For salvation, to live eternally, to turn your grief into joy, and to turn grief of others into joy when you pass, salvation is through belief. These other things that we do, when we follow them, when we're obedient to what God has commanded, then we have that abundant life in between, in the in-between time. You know, some people recently in the last few years have come up with this saying, live your dash. Anybody know what live your dash means? It means the time that you're born, dash the time you pass from this earth. Live your dash, the in-between time, is what they're saying. It's kind of like saying, enjoy your life. Yeah, I'm all for that, but make God part of it. Because you're not going to have true enjoyment in this life without God being a part of your life. And that's what Jesus was telling His disciples. I'm going away, but I'll come back and you'll see me. But then I'm going to go away again, and the Holy Spirit will come. And he says, and i got to tell you, i got to go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come. I know you don't want me to go away, but I've got to go away. In, order, in other words, I've got to die in order that I can be resurrected. And in that passage, he tells us why. There's three things he tells us, but the one I want to talk about right now is for judgment. Because the prince of this world stands condemned. He's talking about Satan. When Satan was defeated, he can't control you anymore. Well, he'll try. And he might succeed if you give in to him. But when you yield to the Holy Spirit, Satan has no power, no control, no authority at all over your life. Your life now belongs to God. And the Holy Spirit is your guide. 
That's great news. That is great news that we can take into the new year. So, in this in-between time, and whatever time you find yourself in between, because we all, we know we have this, we find out something's going to happen, and we look forward to that day when it comes. Anytime you find yourself in the in-between time, go to God. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? What do you want me to change? Who do I need to forgive? Well, there's a big one there. Forgiveness. That's a big one. Take that to God. If there's anybody you haven't forgiven, or if there's anybody you don't know, I did this one time. I said, God, is there anybody in my life that I haven't forgiven? A name of someone popped into my head. I haven't seen this guy since, I mean, he's probably 48 now, but I think he was 12 the last time I saw him. And I'm like, where did that name come from? And what did I do? And what did he do to me? I don't know what he did to me when we were 12 years old, but I forgave him because God brought it to mind. Try that sometime. Ask God, who do I need to forgive? And don't think you're crazy when someone from your past 30, 40 years ago comes to mind. Just say, God, I forgive this person. I choose to forgive this person. Don't ever say, help me forgive. Say, God, I choose to forgive. We have to make the choice. So in your in-between time, when we get back on track, live your life knowing that the Holy Spirit is not just some distant being. He's right here in your heart, living inside you, guiding you, and wanting to interact with you. And when you do that, you'll really understand the joy that the disciples understood after their grief of Jesus dying. They had joy when he was resurrected. They had greater joy when they began to work for him. That joy is ours to have too. We don't have to just get by in the in-between time. We can actually live, we can enjoy it, and we can find joy the entire time. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for sending your Holy Spirit upon us. What joy it brings to our hearts knowing that you, God, are living within us. That your Spirit dwells with us. That he guides us. He convicts us of sin. He turns our grief to joy. He condemns the devil who accuses us. Lord, so much that he does but gives us great joy to know that He lives within us. So as we go through our lives in this in-between time, no matter what it may be, we pray that You will guide us and direct us every step of the way. Take us to a greater life in You, a greater life than we can ever possibly know on our own. So thank You, Lord, for being our guide, our Savior, our Father, and all that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.